Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, episode 49, live at Centennial Studios. Gronk's done, I'm not. Fuck you, A.B. Hey! Freestyle. Rock the microphone. Straight from the top of my dome. Welcome back to Look Who's Talking, everybody. You heard the rundown from our uh, weird co-host, and we're fired up to be back. Yeah, fuck you, A.B. You know what? You've lost your mind, and uh, history tells us anything. This isn't going to work out for you that well. You kind of remind me of T.O., and no one cared when T.O. went crazy because he was still playing at an all-pro level. You drop off the all-pro level, you're just fucking crazy with a weird, rapey, uh, golden mustache. Boy, we're right back into it, folks. <laughs> A.B. is the new T.O. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Think about it. Let that soak in. But T.O. never dropped it's not, off. It's not quite as crazy. Yeah. Uh, but the, blonde, the blonde mas- the mustache would definitely so, suggest so. If you are... If you yes, are part a, of the equation. If you are an African-American man, okay, and you have a blonde mustache, that immediately sending out a crazy vibe, you know? like He went for it. It didn't hit. You you're know? not going to see a guy walk into his nine to five ever with a golden mustache. And even if you are a, a rock star, a rap star, the golden mustache screams CTE. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, as joined, as always, by our Lord uh, and Savior, if you're in fantasy, I didn't pray enough. Thus, uh, I'll pray more next year. Uh, voice of God, fantasy season is off, but it's never too early to prepare for fucking everything. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> Absolutely. Always taking notes. Keep that memo alive. 365. Absolutely. Up and down, risers, fallers. Um, we will not be going in depth into fantasy this episode, but no. uh, yeah, stay vigilant. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you are uh, really into fantasy right now, well, you know what? God bless you, but get on fucking Hinge or something and get your dick wet. All right? It's the off season. Does it just Hinge? Are you guys? I, I'm, I'm in a relationship, but is Hinge is a thing. I, I heard this is a thing. Hinge is real. It's not grinder. This is still for ladies, uh, or no, like I never. This uh, it's for people seeking people. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's my understanding that of it. Saves yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're in the uh, trendy part of town, there, Vog. That uh, hinge must be bumping. Not sure. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. No. No, I don't know. No, I got a pre-war bungalow here on the east side. You know, it's not uh, it's not really hinge material. Well, whether you're using Tinder, Bumble, or Hinge, if you have a profile picture with an outdoor vest with no shirt on underneath and possibly your jibs out, uh, doesn't really matter what service you're using. <laughs> I got a front bumper down. Got a new flipper coming next week. Serious question though: Do you have a normal profile picture, or are you are you weird, Mike, twenty four seven? Uh, <clears throat> I think most of our uh, listeners can make their own uh, declaration <laughs> on that question. Okay, I, th- I think you, you got to embrace the weird. You yeah, know, you're going to strike out, but you're going to really hit. Sure. When you hit, it's going to be perfect. Yeah. If girls swipe right for you and you're full out uh, weird, Mike, I, I don't want equal parts crazy. Okay, <laughs> that's not what I'm seeking. No. <laughs> you know, this might be might be what works. Uh, no. I think you can find crazy no matter what. So I think you got to be you. If you get a match and the chick's wearing all of the colors of the rainbow, I think you you got to message her. You know? Hey, I just got back to the basics, bro. Hanging and banging, <laughs> in and out of Mexico. Hanging Good and times. banging. Back to the basics, man. Get but, that blood flow going. Actually, before we get into football, you actually did something awesome. You've Tiger Woods. 
What? Jeffrey, every time you disappoint me. Every time I go away, I do something amazing. Yeah, I know. I this know. just happened to be super amazing. Well, this is the one time you, you used the social media of Look Who's Talking, and we were actually really pumped about it. <laughs> well, thanks to all the viewers, watchers, likers. Yes. Don't forget to review, subscribe to Look Who's Talking, your favorite NFL podcast. If you missed it... Uh, <laughs> Weird Mike went down on a little, uh, a beautiful trip down to Mexico City. The guy, the guy is a world traveler. Just by chance and luck, not so lucky necessarily for the PGA Tour players, uh, Weird Mike just stumbled upon the PGA, the w WGC Mexico in Chihuahuad, Mexico. There you go. Five minutes from where I was staying. There it was go. either that or EDC. Right. In Mexico, a super giant rave. Whoa. Like over the top Tomorrowland yep. on the west side of the world. Which one did you choose? I chose the golf. <laughs> My boys in the Hitmen chat are like, yo, there's hot girls and DJs everywhere. There's only one tiger and he's 5K from you. Yep. So they, they hyped me into the hunt, purchased Good. the ticket. It was Saturday and it was a no cut event. So everybody that started the, the field was still in there. So I didn't have to worry about. You know, it was, it was less of a deal. Anyway, 90% of the people are following Tiger. So I'm following the best in the world, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, Matt Kuchar, my favorite golfer. It's fantastic. And then, you know, I realized that I was never going to get to Tiger if I came up from behind. Right. So Tiger's on the seventh. I followed the leading group for a bit. Had some jokes with Garcia and Fleetwood. I stake out 11 Four holes ahead of Tiger. Par five, 623 yards. I'm waiting. Slowly the gallery builds. Now I'm talking to people. We're betting on putts made and sand saves. Waiting for Tiger. The video's posted. He rolls up. Toronto loves you, Tiger. Looks me right in the eye. What a great city. Yeah. What? Yeah, that happened. Totally. And, yeah. and then I <laughs> That's got awesome. Ahead. I know. I got ahead of him again. You said words to him. I Tiger did. normally only talks to waitresses at IHOP, so you should feel lucky. <laughs> anyway, uh, if he would have made that eagle putt, it would have won me a lot more peso and got my uh, day going a little bit better. Can't win them all. Can't win them all. Great story, though. By the way, for anyone who knows Weird Mike, knows that was the most PG version of his following and joking around with PGA Tour players. If any of you have ever seen Happy Gilmore, <laughs> and there's the, the heckler... Who just helps telling happy he's a jackass. Uh, and eventually, I think, runs him over with a car. I'll, uh, I'll, I have uh, about four 20-second clips. And yeah. I'll let uh, our listeners and uh, Insta viewers decide if I was a newsome or not. Sure. I sure look like one. Yes. With an oversized golf shirt and a YYZ hat. Right. Uh, telling Tommy Fleetwood... <laughs> <laughs> He's attractive. <laughs> the girl, your girl back, my girl back home really, really likes you. Give her some love for me. Well, what, what was the line? I told Tommy this girl I'm seeing back in Toronto's got a thing for him. I need a pick to give her something to think about while I'm gone. Imagine lining up a million dollar four iron with weird Mike telling you that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, if you need a local heckler for your golf event, uh, we rent out Weird Mike for a very, very, very uh, affordable cost. All right. Uh, before we get to the actual news that matters, uh, just a couple things that happened in the world that I think are very newsworthy, and they're not quite what you think. Um, for any of you who were born before the year 2000, you've probably heard of the Spice Girls. And uh, if, 
If you didn't know or weren't reading up with some entertainment news this week, which I normally am totally avoiding, uh, Mel B, a.k.a. Scary Spice, mm-hmm. just let it slip in a really fire festival, blowjob guy-like way, almost like saying, like, oh, this won't go anywhere. She kind of was like, oh, Jerry Halliwell will... Uh, you know, she ginger spice. Yeah, ginger spice. She'll probably hate her and her husband are gonna hate that I was gonna say this, but uh Yeah, we fucked. <laughs> yeah. Scary spice, fuck ginger spice on tour. Hello. That's awesome. If you wanna be my lover, you gotta get with my friends. <laughs> Make it last forever. They're already friends, so Friendship it was great. Never ends. Hell of a tour. Yeah. Love me some ginger spice. If posh spices was involved in that way. In that, in any way, I'm I'm gonna need a moment. Probably all of them. You know, I, I feel bad that I gave the PG version of the golf story, so I'm gonna be like extra greasy the rest of the that, show. That's good. All that's right? good for everybody. Yeah, you know the I mean? people what yeah, they want. I mean, right. Put it this way, and I read this somewhere else. I just totally agree with it. I forget where I read it, but uh, the fact if you had said in Vegas, "Hey, turns out that two of the Spice Girls were lesbians." Okay, what would it be paying for Sporty Spice to not be involved, <laughs> right? Massive underdog on the non-lesbian activity of Sporty Spice. That's enough of that. I'll stop banging my uh, pen on the table. Yeah, two of the Spice Girls banged. Hallelujah. <laughs> um, happy birthday to our producer, Huck. All of our shows, all 49 of our shows, brought to you by the wonderful people of Huck Media, Huck and his incredible staff. <laughs> Big it up to Leslie upstairs doing the stats. Woo! Uh, we always forget her cupcakes. We gotta get on that. Huck's got a he's what turning forty-seven years old, Huck? Four, 46. 46. Yeah, give or take a couple years. He was just out in Whistler. He's brought back the seventeen year old haircut. Uh, yeah, yo. Uh, this is the first time I met uh, Andy. He looked like this. Yeah, kind of like a you know, Ellen DeGeneres half boy, sort of lesbian, prepubescent, pre mustache huck. I never liked that word prepubescent. <laughs> Maybe because I can never say it. That's because you were never prepubescent. I feel like I feel like I skipped the stage. Yeah, you were four years old with like a beard and bo. <laughs> it's okay now. I would have told you. <laughs> uh, anyways, stick around. We got I got a great truth of the week. Okay, uh, it's gonna blow some of your minds. Also, MIT agrees with me. Before we get into anything else, uh. Hola, ni hao, priviet, bonjour, and... Vanakam. Which is Tamil. Sri Lankan. It's Tamil. Okay. According to Mike Love Morrison, uh, that's hello. Wherever you're listening, look who's talking. Thanks for listening to episode 49. Please share with all your friends. Like us on, uh, on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram at Who's Talking. And uh, check us out on, uh, yeah, on Spotify, iTunes, or Google Play, or that one that nobody listens to, Stitcher. That one guy with Stitcher, thanks, man. Mr. Stitcher, you're okay with us. Uh, Also, big shout out to Mark Lipinski, who reminds you all, get a little drunk, smoke a little weed, and listen to our show on half speed, because we all sound fucking wasted. Woo! (laughs) All right. Uh, If you didn't go to church this Sunday, that's okay. I don't think anybody goes anymore. It's Lent. There's more people than you think. Well, there you go. Well, I gave up church for Lent <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. Episode 49, we got our, go- our very own Lord right here with the news that matters. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. Oh, <laughs> I've missed the double all right. God bless you. Literally. <laughs> Say it again. God bless yourself. <laughs> all right, all right. 
News that matters. Getting right into it. Uh, not going to act like we haven't been off the air for uh, two months. In the heat of free agency, holy crap. Um, yep. Every year it gets better and better. Um, you know, it's a copycat league. We've seen the Eagles have success loading up in free agency. The Rams almost winning a Super Bowl. Psych. Uh, but uh, just in case you haven't been glued to your phone like we have in the last little while, I'm going to do a rapid fire uh, quick summary of some of the biggest moves. So uh, Justin Houston is now a Colt. Clay Matthews has gone to the Rams. Terrell Suggs, out of Baltimore, and now a Cardinal. Vontez Perfect to the Raiders, along with Mr. A.B., who had, they have a history Ooh, of concussing him yeah. in yeah. the playoffs in 2015. Weird. When Perfect signed right away, A.B. put out some weird Instagram post, again, because he's lost his fucking mind, yep. um, about uh, about him, them being friends and like the media and shit. No, the guy's a dirty it's player. He tried to end your career. Yeah. Um, D. Ford is now a 49er. Earl Thomas is a Raven. C.J. Mosley is with the Jets. Tyron Matthew, the honey badger himself, is heading to the Chiefs. Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to the Dolphins. Joe Flacco is going to the Broncos, and John Elway believes he is just entering his prime at the age of 34. That is, <laughs> that is a real quote. Weed is legal in Colorado. <laughs> yep. Landon Collins uh, got overpaid by the Redskins. Ryan Tannehill is now with the Titans, which Hawk must be ec- ecstatic about. Oh, yeah. Because who doesn't want Ryan Tannehill to back up their injury-prone starting QB? Right. Um, Blake Bortles is now a member of the Rams and officially a backup quarterback and sliding into his position in Jacksonville is big dick Mr. Nick Foles. Yep. Leslie's favorite. Is his dick too big for Jacksonville? It's a small city. We're going to find out. Yes, we will. Very small city. <laughs> Although they got that pool in the stadium, so it might you know shrink to a normal size. We might, you know, dip it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Randall Cobb is now a cowboy and Cameron Wake is on the Titans. Wait. Wow. There's an underrated signing. Very. What, the Tannehill thing? No, Cam- Cameron <laughs> Wake, Tannehill. At least there'll be injuries or be buddies in the injury room. Um, but yeah, overall in general, um, you know, it's still very early. It is March, as Belichick reminded us. Yep. Um, it's only March. <laughs> Season is quite a while away. But um, the early winners of free agency got to start off with Cleveland. Cleveland, the city is buzzing. Um, if you haven't been living under a rock, they got OBJ. Yes. They're reuniting the LSU boys and the high school buddy- buddies of uh, Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Um, also added Sheldon Richardson and Olivier Vernon uh, from the good old Giants. Yeah, big so moves, big moves. All that plus no Hugh Jackson and no Tyrod Taylor to start. You might be uh, looking at a playoff-bound team. Could be. It's a good roster. It's just an interesting thing. As you say, it's a copycat league. New England spends about $18 million on five receivers, and Cleveland's spending $40 million on just two. It's a lot of mouths to feed. Um, you know, pump the brakes. It's not time for the parade. It's only March, so right. we'll wait and see. Um, the Jets also in great shape after landing Lev Bell, which I know everyone's really sick of Lev Bell headlines, but I feel like this really kind of, you know, just went away quietly. Like, that's a huge deal. He was, you know, the best running back in football last time he played. Yes, he took a year off, and yes, he's a year older, but he also didn't deal with a year of injuries. So should he get down to his fighting weight? Because he did balloon up a bit partying down in Miami. Um, I think it's enormous. Um you know, there is there is a formula for helping a young quarterback. Give him a game-changing running back. Look at Dak and Zeke. Look at Goff and Gurley. Um, so I think it's really going to help Darnold's development. And yeah, what do you guys think? I totally agree. I. It's funny how the the media and the public is nowadays, where there's a lot of spite. And like, I don't even think the public is as spiteful as the media thinks we are. So the media that gets thrown in our face uh, is very recent. 
So we're not going to remember two years from now or a year from now that Lev Bell got maybe eight to ten million dollars over the course of his contract less than he kind of was standing up for. So the story became, oh, Lev Bell signs with the Jets for huh, a mere fifty-two million. Who cares? The point is, is that the Jets signed the best running back in the world, uh, who's totally healthy, in his prime and motivated, and motivated, and that's exactly what they needed. So, yeah, he got $10 million less than he said he was going to get. But if he got hurt this year, there's no chance he maybe he doesn't get the $32 million that he got guaranteed. So, yeah, the public's kind of spiteful. Oh, Love Bell sat out, you know, missed out on the 14th. Whatever, man, making his own life decisions. All right? Yeah. Uh, no one's going to remember that. He's got plenty of gas left in the tank. I'm not stoked he's in the AFC East now. Yeah. So, well, uh, the Pats will have to be dealing with him. Uh, but also another winner, uh, Green Bay. They picked up a pair of Smiths, Zedarius and Preston, to solidify their pass rush at a very reasonable price, um, and let go of an aging Clay, Massey, Clay Matthews, sorry, who's been, you know, sort of, you know, trailing off. Um, he's now a member of the Rams, as we mentioned. Uh, they also grabbed Adrian Amos, the safety from the division rival Bears. So, yeah, not over, not going crazy. You know, it's not a flashy, sexy deal, but sometimes those like, you know, week two, week three, you know, once those top names are off the board, is is you know where you find the most success. You got to like Clay. I, I would have kept him if I was the Packers. Guy makes plays. So what if his numbers dip a little bit? The guy's always capable of great stuff. And you need those guys to, you know, turn a playoff game or, you know, make yeah. something down the stretch. They're, they, they're looking at it like, we, we got our team. We know who we are. We can get to the final four probably. We need, you know, we need some extra pressure. If he, had, if he didn't have long blonde hair, do you think we'd, he'd be talked about as much? No. Because his numbers aren't that great besides that 2010 season when they won the whole thing, and he was probably on PEDs. I'm not going to stand by that. But his buddy Brian Cushing, his career, his career just went up and down literally with his PED, PED levels. And they're the same size guy. Cushing's a nutcase. He's yeah. the head, headbutt guys without a helmet on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got a couple uh, losers in free agency there? Absolutely. Where there's winners, there's always losers. Uh, starting it off with probably, I don't know, one of the biggest jokes of the league, the Redskins. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah, when I think of overpaying free agents, they are the first team that comes to mind, uh, particularly Landon Collins uh, from the Giants, the you know great safety, but at what price? Um, they also ended up losing Preston Smith and Zach Brown from their defense. Yeah, it's gonna And happen. they just picked up HaHa Clinton Dix last year. Mm-hmm. So now you got Collins, you got Dix, a whole lot of money tied up in each. What the hell are you doing? You also just grabbed uh, Case Keenum from the Broncos right. to replace Alex Smith because he's still a year out. So what, like, what, are you, what are you doing? What would you say you do here? Here's what they're doing. <laughs> it's a jump to conclusions. To defend Matt. my boy Dan Snyder and the Redskins. Way to not change that name. One of the worst me. people to, you'd have to want to defend. So the whole league is going nuts for passing, right? Yeah. Let's stock our secondary with four studs. And not four get someone who could throw the ball. Okay. Hey, they got somebody who could throw the ball. Who? Who's their quarterback? Keenum. Case Keenum. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to backpedal there. <laughs> They're going to have an easy schedule. Kind of throw the ball. I'm going to wait till after that draft, and maybe I'll jump back on the Redskins. I, I we'll, would wait for the we'll draft. the under over To defend unders. them. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's what I think they're doing. They're stocking up in the secondary because everybody's passing. So I don't know what they're doing on the interior, but... Picking up Case Keenum is like is the equivalent of like seeing your neighbor throw something out. I know I've talked about this before. Look, your neighbor bought it, invested some time in it, decided it was fucking garbage. Okay, that's the Vikings with a great D. <laughs> with a great Broncos. D, they're like, no, we're not signing him. Okay, because he throws the ball like a shot put. Uh, 
And then Denver picks him up because Elway smokes weed. And he's like, ah, that, that fucking miracle game was great. I used to be a quarterback, but apparently I can't pick them. So he goes to, the, goes to the side of the road, picks up his neighbor's garbage named Case Keenum. He then tries it out for a full season. Fight, gets his coach fired. Joke of a year. Halfway through the year, they know he's garbage. And they throw him out. And then Dan Snyder walking his dogs. Oh, who would throw this out? He's been thrown out three times on the same street. The street of the NFL. That's what they do. They pick up you know, average to bad quarterbacks. Yeah, they're paying like $50 million this year to bad quarterbacks. That will not be their future. We're under our second loser, the Steelers. You, they have to be included. While I'm not, you know, I don't swing quite as hard as the pendulum. That's the thing. We've talked about this before. Yep. Don't, you know, don't go one way too hard or, another, you know. Sure. One way or another, uh, depending on the news, um, Steelers are not going to be a dumpster fire. They still have Big Ben. They still have a Juju. They still have a great O-line, one of the best, probably the best in the league. Yep. Uh, so they'll lose, be all right. They didn't lose anybody from their top-ranked D. But uh, but they did lose, yeah, obviously Lev Bell. Um, he did sit out last year, so it wasn't really a loss. But, yeah, he's no longer. Um, and Antonio Brown, the best receiver in the game. That's not, not going to hurt. Right. Um, you know, definitely, you know, taking out number one coverage helps Juju out. Um, I think he's a good enough receiver to handle it. But, um, you know, they probably take a bit of a step back. There's no other way they would look at this than they lost in some way. Even if, they, even if they're determined as fuck and they come back and they – get the wild card spot or even win the division next year. There's, they're not at, their ceiling is lower barring kind of luck and, and overplaying their talent. Yeah. They had the best, definitely the best running back in the world. In my opinion, best trio in the league. Yeah. And, and, and in somebody's words, how the hell did they fuck that up? Yeah. How did they not win a Super Bowl? But, uh, Poopy yeah. diapers sucks to suck. Last but not least, the giants couldn't talk about losers without talking about the giants. <laughs> not bitter at all. Still, uh, but yeah, what are you doing? Uh, same office space quote. Uh, yeah. Dave Gettleman is probably on crack. Um, traded away OBJ, doesn't sign Collins, lets go Olivier Vernon, and then they overpay for Golden Tate to replace OBJ. Yeah. And it's like, just tank a bit. Yeah. Like, you could have a shitty season, you know, even though you still have Saquon, Ingram in there, um, Sterling Shepard. Like, you have some serviceable pieces, bring it, you know, draft well. But yeah, what did you? They gave Golden Tate, who's you know past his prime, way past, like thirty million dollars guaranteed on like a short deal. Yep, just not smart moves. Yet they're still clinging on Eli. Uh, I mean, they're probably going to draft Dwayne Haskins. That's what everyone does. I really hope they don't because that would be hilarious. Yeah, if they move, continue to move forward without a, a secession plan. <laughs> it's it's become comical. I kind of hope that they just. Ride dirty with Eli <laughs> two more years. <laughs> and this just continues to happen, like straight page six. I would material. love that, actually. And it's like, it's just weird. Is he seeing something we're not? Like, the rest of the world isn't fucking crazy. This guy can't play anymore. All stats, all advanced stats. <laughs> like I like the Giants, hate the Redskins, but I got no idea where they're going. Gettleman, did an, Gettleman did an interview uh, with Peter King, and... The, he did nothing to. If I'm a Giants fan, I want to read that interview. I I feel worse after hearing the supposed reasons and plan behind it all. It's like your parents being like, "We're moving," and I, I know you're gonna hate it, and I know it seems like a horrible idea, but we're moving to Boise, Idaho. You know, and you're like, "Why?" And then your dad sits you down. And you're like, "Buddy, we we kind of have a plan. Can't really explain it right now." Don't really know what it is, but we will. Let me get back to you. Yeah. And you look at your mom. You're like, maybe you should leave him. 
<laughs> I've been to Boise, Idaho. <laughs> there we go. Um, switching it up uh, to the annual owners meetings, which just took place this past week in beautiful Phoenix. Yep. Yeah, the uh, meeting of the billionaires um, and the coaches. They're all hanging out. Uh, I don't know if you saw, there's like a team pick of all the team coaches. Or I guess a, a, co- a pick. A pick of all the team coaches. Yeah. Yeah. Andy Reid, front and center, <laughs> yeah. wearing shorts <laughs> with some, yeah, not some ideal legs to, to be front and center and a Hawaiian shirt, just just being a legend. Some men just get to a certain age where they're like, you know what? Yep. Tried to get in shape a couple times. I'm 52 now. It's not fucking happening. Donut me <laughs> all day. But yeah, besides that awesome picture, a couple uh, big things coming out of those meetings. Uh, big change to some rules heading into the 19, 2019 season. Uh, all offensive and defensive pass interference calls, as well as non-calls, are now challengeable Very. by the coaches. Uh, so this is in direct response to the New Orleans game, uh, yep. the NFC Championship, uh, where they got shafted. And I see some heads shaking. What are we... What are we thinking? I fucking hate it, man. <laughs> Absolutely fucking hate it. Okay? And I'm the one that's not about cursing on here. And they're throwing flags for everything. Who knows what is this going to turn into, man? It's going to bog down games. That's the bottom line. And you know, I don't like it. There's only they're not increasing the amount of challenges that you can do. Yes. They yeah, the coaches only have two challenges. Um, and some other uh, little details of the rule. So coaches can challenge those calls in the first 28 minutes of each half. In the final two minutes of each half, those calls will be subject to booth review. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, how do you get, like, you had to do something, I think. Like, how do you go into next season and just say, just forget about it, New Orleans. Like, hopefully that never happens again. So, I mean, hopefully it's not an abomination. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it might slow things down a little bit, but at the at the expense of, like, getting the call right, I, I do think it's going to be messy because you could call pass interference on essentially every play. Yeah. Uh, there's always some, especially like late in games. I guess it'll be the booth review. Uh, but like Hail Marys, like there's never not pass interference on a Hail Mary. I know. So, well, yeah. That- it's still like, I don't know. There's no precedent. So best of luck. It's funny. I was talking to Mike about this um, before I toss you over to Hail Mary. You know what? I'm okay with it. If it only ever comes from the ref assistant, you can't throw the coach's flag for P.I., if the ref wants to buzz down as a neutral, sure. That's great, but that's not what they decided. So in your metaphorical league next year, that'll be a nice rule. <laughs> but the coaches can challenge it, which is now creates a, a, a unique... Uh, it's, it's, it's bigger than you think. It's a, it's a unique new league. It's funny. Uh, ever since we started doing a podcast, you know, for, for you listening at home... Uh, sometimes I, you know, I, I, we started doing this podcast because we, we like sports shows. We, we listen to a lot of them. You know, you could probably tell if you listen, which which is our favorite. Um, I've been listening to The Herd since I was in college and he was on ESPN. When I moved to China, I brought The Herd with me and it was lonely over there. But I had The Herd. And uh, it makes kind of the whole world sort of feel normal. And uh, 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 during show weeks, I try to not listen to my favorite podcast, like Straight Out of Vegas, The Herd, The Lombardi Show. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Pardon my take. Those boys are awesome. Just so that if I don't listen to the show, I can't copy... Or take from any of their takes. And it it's makes it definitely original because I can look at myself in the mirror and say, I didn't hear any of them. But I, as soon as these replay rules came out, I looked at Mike and I'm like, you know what? These Hail Marys are going to be a real fucking problem right away. A couple other thoughts right away. But I know the herd so well. I'm like, I bet he's all over this. And I listened today and he was. 
So this is a new part of being in the media for us is when we share uh, takes that other people have already had and we happen to hear them already. I got to give credence where credence is due, except I thought the same thing at the same time before I even listened to the show. Hail Marys are going to be a real problem because if you're a smart coach and the herd even brought up with a smart coach would be that's going to not argue that what the rules should be, just immediately learn, weird Mike, what the rules are, and then absolutely manipulate them in your favor. Such as save two challenges all the time, all the time, for the end of the game. Make sure you have two challenges at the end of the game. Leafs just scored. 3-3, three, three, Austin Matthews. Woo! Don't touch Jesus, 34, baby. Um, yeah, <laughs> save two challenges for the end of the game. If you are down one possession, you will throw three straight Hail Marys and then just get your replay guy to find the pass interference that wasn't called and then challenge the non-call. I'm not saying it's going to work every time, but if you're not doing that, you're missing out on how to take advantage of this law, this rule. So there's three minutes, 30 seconds left in the game. You got the ball. Yeah, you're throwing it deep. Down 10. Still got your two challenges, three timeouts. I'm going to throw the ball 70 yards twice. Yep. And get picked and, off. And hope to get a PI call. Well, how about this? It might even change his strategy as far as, hey, I'm taking my tallest receiver. Okay? Yeah, he might be double covered. But I'm going to throw him not purposefully a laser long pass. I'm going to throw this so high in the air that it's not even a good pass anymore, and it becomes a, a jump ball. Except my guy's way taller than the safety and the defensive back. And if I can call my own pass interference, there's a thing. Here's the other thing that they're not accounting for. Do you know how many touchdowns that we've celebrated in our lives of football fans that were definitely offensive pass interference but not called because it's one of the most let-go calls in the entire league? Mm -hmm. Because A, people like offense. B, it's just hard to see the extension of a push-off because the, uh, the receiver often has his hands on the defensive back anyway. So in replay, it's hard to actually measure how much force was exerted with my stiff arm push-off. And now these are the things that replays are going to have to uh, go on, calling back touchdowns that weren't called in real time for a push-off, but definitely on the replay. How many times in replay does it look like when Troy Aikman is like, hey, looks like I got away with push-off there. But... But Troy's kind of biased because Michael Irvin pushed off every single fucking catch he ever made. The playmaker. They should call him the push-offer. It's going to bog yeah. down games any way you slice it. There's, those are even things I wasn't even thinking about. I know. Hugh. It's, it's creating okay, a lot of things. You just added like three to four more layers of time in decision-making. We'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah. So hopefully it doesn't suck. Yep. And yeah, here's to hoping. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, in very unfortunate news... The everybody's favorite uh, 14-year-old boy stuck in a man's body. Uh, Mr. 69 himself is calling it a quits on the NFL after nine incredible, incredible years. Rob Gronkowski. Say it ain't so, Gronk. Say it's, it ain't so. It's sad. I'm, uh, I'm currently rocking the, the Gronk jersey yep. as homage. Um, it's, yeah, it's, They call it an homage, sir. That's from Pearl Harbor. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, it's... 
Is you're he the greatest tight end ever? Get, you're legit getting misty-eyed over yeah, here. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I Take mean, a it's... picture of a of, of voice of God I, crying. I got him it's uh, the... with a big smile in that Gronk can. What do, what do you got there? Man? What's what it? Don't be, don't be sad it's over. Just be happy it happened or what's yeah, something like that. Don't be, that's, uh, that's exactly it. So what was but it? Ten-year career? <laughs> almost. Just shy. Uh, nine years. Um, yeah. Uh, but in honor of that, I was, uh, I was at the store today and I saw this. Gronk Monster Energy Drink. Come on. Gronk flavored. Patriots colors. His face on it. Yeah, look at it. Um, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have a little shot for Gronk here. Yeah. It's funny, he's wearing jeans, but the jeans are the same color as the can, so it actually looks like he's not wearing pants like Donald Duck style. <laughs> taste a, the Gronk juice here, everybody. Not a big get your cup. guy or a Gronk guy, so don't give me too much, all right? Oh, I'll fill you right up. <laughs> oh, so. you're but be you know what that, that guy. All right, Jets. Big cheers. Cheers, Gronk. A lot cheers. of action, bro. Cheers, Gronk. Very Legend- entertaining. Legendary career. Yep. Salute. Two tight ends drafted in the same draft in 2010 by the New England Patriots. One of them, first ballot Hall of Famer. The other buddy, the other guy. Hey. Rest in peace. Check out that podcast about Aaron Hernandez. Yeah, um, it's heard about wild. This. I listened to it all. Um, for anyone just to like relive that history and just to, to hear more. All sides of the story. Um, yeah, done by the Boston Globe, like the same team that did the spotlight, like Priest, yeah. the whole movie. Another reason uh, I gave up Church for Lent, by the way. Yeah. it's <laughs> <laughs> a couple reasons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, check it out. Um, it's like The Warrior or something. Search Aaron Hernandez and podcast and it'll it'll pop right up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously I'm very biased, but how do you how do you not say, other than longevity argument versus Tony Gonzalez, how do you not say he's the best of all time? Well, it's funny. Uh, there's been some great debates about this this week, including one <laughs> somewhat biased debate by Shannon Sharp on FS1, who was debating himself. Himself. That's <laughs> <laughs> nice jokes. Yeah, yeah. I think I don't think the tight end position has been uh, as in the spotlight as long as the other positions to say like, you know, the best of all time. Well, it's- I don't know. No, I, I know what you mean. I like know what it, you mean. because it has evolved in the way that sure. tight ends are used. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, yeah. Quick stats: nine seasons, five Super Bowl appearances, appearances three wins, uh, four first team All Pros, and yeah. What do you finish with? Uh, let me just pull it up here. And like twelve. It was beer- everything though. Disgusting. The numbers were there. And, the numbers yeah. were there. And twelve. Seventy nine receiving touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. In nine seasons. Um, yeah, the guy was an absolute freak and the biggest nightmare for a defensive coordinators ever um the biggest mismatch and i don't know i don't know i just don't think tony gonzalez ever instilled that much fear in opposing dcs gonzalez is a batty i don't like him the other thing is a morning show the other thing is if you've ever played sports folks when you're listening at home assuming you probably have having a guy like gronk on your team like just a a good fucking dude who's funny but like not funny against the team but like is is at practice every day? Is in in every meetings and is just the fun guy that's there. Good for morale. It's priceless morale, and he's also one of the best ever at his position. Like so, he backs up, so he's allowed to be a bit goofy. It just makes the whole building, probably the whole bus and plane, just a a more enjoyable place to be. They got a guy like Tom as well. Like this is just, it's a gruesome twosome that's hard to beat as far as like likability. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolute legend, no doubt. Um, other notable retirements uh, that 
popped up in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Jordy Nelson calling it a quits. Uh, Haloti Nada, who retired on the top of Mount Kilimanjaro. Rude boy. Rude boy. Uh, Jeremy Macklin just heard that one today. Uh, Brian Arakpo and Mr. Julius Peppers. Yep. Oh, J Pep. Yep. Sad, sad offseason. Jeremy Macklin retired? Yeah. How fucking funny is it that the Ravens always collect receivers before they die? To, to before they die. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want to retire? Come play for Baltimore because we th- will throw you about three balls a week. It's kind of like purgatory. Can you run down the field and hopefully draw a pass interference call like yeah, yeah. we did when we won our Super Bowl? You will definitely retire after you leave the Ravens or you go to the Bills and play for till halftime. <laughs> Legend. I bet his wife chirps him, eh? Vontae Davis. Like, he'll, he'll like, he's, you know, he's making love to his wife, like, and he, like, just pauses for a second between positions, and she's like, you're not quitting at halftime on me, are you? <laughs> you quit on me now? <laughs> he just spanks her. Just quit her. Yeah. Or he just, yeah. Well, I wanted some pizza. <laughs> oh. uh, anyway, thank you. Uh, voice of God. Yo, just to... Uh... Throw in one more little tight end nugget there. We got a little a those bills. Yep. In the pregame, I've been looking at the draft, man. You, you got me mind my mind wandering with the tight end stuff retiring. The Bills need to draft one of those Iowa tight ends and give Josh Allen a safety blanket and a bestie, somebody his age, center of the country, salt of the earth, country strong. Somebody that he's got over the middle. They signed Beasley underneath. Remember, the Bills got Cole Beasley, huh? Yep. That didn't make your news. I was very upset about that, by the way. <laughs> news that matters. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they got the deep threat, John Brown, who's not dead out of Baltimore. Right. And now you give that somebody, that 8 to 12-yard range that he trusts, that he rooms with, that he games with, that he eats with. That's what Allen needs, man. I really hope the Bills are sitting at 9 when Gronk retired, everybody's thinking the Pats are going to draft a tight end. Mm-hmm. And they got all this draft capital. Neither of those Iowa boys are going to fall to 32. Nah, one of them might. One of them might. But they can easily trade up to take the better one. Right. And I, I got a feeling they're going to play the Bills. Hold strong at nine, Bills. Hawkinson, Iowa. All right. Iowa's got two tight ends coming out of the draft. We'll see who takes them. I'm always a nerd just to f- try to figure out who the, who the Pats' next quarterback's going to be. As in, like, am, can I pick out the traits and arm style and just guy that Bill Belichick secretly wants and will, like, take in the second round or, like, end of the first, you know? Which guy is it? And I've, on every mock draft, it's like everybody's guessing. A lot of, lot of hot rumors coming out today. Uh Pats, very interested in Josh Rosen. Yeah, it's really. Yep. Pats, Giants, oh. and one other team in the mix. I mean, the guy's trade value is now there. A couple teams have offered some seconds, but they want to they want a first for it. Uh, so, hey, 32nd overall pick for, what, the fifth? Or, tenth no, he was 10th last year. So tenth this guy goes year. on the shelf for another two years behind Brady? Because, what, Brady's got two more, right? Perfect. Just one. Let's call it two for Brady. Two. He needs it. Wow. Tom versus time. I don't think Rosen's got the ego to go there to sit for two. I don't think he's going to have a choice. <laughs> Better than getting the shit kicked out of him behind that O-line. Right. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Uh, speaking of the, speaking of, uh, of the Patriots, um, their owner <laughs> likes 
Massages. Speaking of greasy. Who doesn't? They're great. And you know what? Who doesn't like massages? They're fantastic. People like massages. Now, I understand there's a conduct policy that needs to be taken place amongst, you know, NFL players, organizational people, coaches, whatever, whatnot. Okay? When I saw this story, you know what my first thought was? 80-year-old man, widow, giving billions of, uh, millions of dollars to charity. Who the Favre cares? Okay? Who the Favre cares? Yeah, I know. I know. Frankie, prostitution's a bad thing. Okay? Human trafficking. Horrible thing. Horrible thing. Horrible. Horrible thing. Okay? But since the dawn of time, okay, almost. It's the oldest. It's the oldest. Employment Employment in the world. since ever. The dawn of time. Since the dawn of time. Okay? Uh, so there's prostitutes. There it just is. Okay? That's not like here Before or there. Before there was money. You ever heard of Eva Road? There's prostitutes. And what I'm saying is... If you get to the age of 80, and if you're a widow, can't we just let those Johns go, right? As in like, oh, hey, we, you know, we booked this guy for uh, soliciting prostitution. Oh, he's 85 years old. He fought in the war, and his wife died 20 years ago. Did he pay? Yeah. Let him go. Congratulations on making it to 80 years old. Do what you want, you know? I feel like even petty theft. Like, just let him take the fucking chocolate bar. Who cares? You're 80. Certain amount of crime should be kosher. Do you know how hard it is to make it to 80? If I make it to 60, I'm going to throw a fucking party. I, I believe they call them birthday parties. Yeah, uh, We're going <laughs> to yeah. throw you the party if yeah. you make it to 60. Right. <laughs> yeah, and as you, as you touched on... This really would have been no big deal, and a lot of people saying, "Oh, why didn't they, you know, order people to the house or do yeah. whatever like that?" Why didn't they? But get the girl? It, it doesn't. It yeah. honestly doesn't matter. Of it's because it matters. Have I, you been to Kissimmee, Florida? It's Scuzz Central. No, bro. I haven't Look been. At that map. It's I haven't. Off I haven't right been there. to your preferred tug shop. Kissimmee, Florida. Okay, and that's what no. it's called. Why it? Why it wouldn't matter was because that the people that were involved were actively involved. In an FBI human yes process or human trafficking yes investigation that made it awful. So that <laughs> is why. So that's like oh shit, Kraft is here. Yeah, like they were they were already under surveillance. So if said people that he brought to his own home right. were under you know in the same surveillance, he's fucked. It kind of brings. But all- they don't necessarily know that they're going to Kraft's house for him. Maybe the security guard wanted the blowjob. Maybe the fucking custodian wanted to get nipped off in the buds. You know what I mean? Sure, they got the technology to figure it out. If you send them to the house, Kraft's got plausible deniability. Yeah. That Florida mansions, you know, whatever. Yeah. But but he's got maids. Real head scratcher from a greasy He's probably has extended family living at his massive New England mansion. You don't think it's a house? I don't think he's got, you know, a good thing to have, like, you know, hey, bring two Asians over, you know? Like, um, but... The funny thing is, is if you go to a Robin Tug on some Kissimmee, Florida strip mall, this is where the classes meet, right? Because the guy making, you know, tacos down the street who's got an extra 30 bucks to spend and, you know, wants a greasy middle arm massage, apparently was one room down from the owner of the Patriots. And the only thing that Kraft cares about is that the security footage doesn't come out. Because you want to know why? He's smart enough to know. Nobody in the world gives a fuck if I'm soliciting prostitutes. I'm an 80-year-old widower, and when Jeff becomes president, this will just be fucking allowed. Okay? But nobody wants to see my shriveled dick on camera. It'll ruin my future business endeavors. Maybe he was into Nuru.
I don't even know what that that's is. That's so but weird. We, and we don't. And the that, audience that, doesn't need to know. So there's a reason. That's a weird. He doesn't want the footage out. That's a weird Pornhub tag for weird stuff. It's very niche. Yeah. It's the dark web of porn. If it comes I'd up imagine. on your scrolling or page, you've it's been available in Markham. <laughs> Go, <laughs> search your own categories, folks, or Pornhub will scare you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, you may not think I'm very smart, but. Uh, my uh, challenge test results in grade three will uh, beg to differ. <laughs> and uh, sometimes, you know what? I, I, I doubt myself. I do. I think we all should. You can't just lead every belief that you have with just absolute conviction. Be your own harshest critic. But at the same time, pat yourself on the back the hardest. And in this particular case, I'm not sure if I'm right. But you know who agrees with me? Nobody in the world except MIT. That's right. Goodwill Hunting School, okay? MIT did their yearly sports awards, as some of you may have seen in some sports media last week. And MIT called the Khalil Mack-Oakland trade, Oakland trade and Khalil Mack, the transaction of the year. MIT and their analytics group. In the NFL? No, no, not just the NFL. In all of sports. What? Khalil Mack being traded for multiple first-round picks and multiple picks being traded from Oakland to Chicago in favor of Oakland was the transaction of the year. Same type of stuff that I was talking about. Defensive players in the new league aren't that valuable. They can't be. Also, analytics says, just like Cleveland did a couple years ago, they fired the, the, their analytics New York Mets GM that did it, but he's the one who stockpiled all those draft picks. Again, he didn't pick Carson Wentz, but look at the Browns now, Okay. If you're going to be bad, analytics says, make sure you're really bad. And don't waste any money if you know you're going to be bad, especially in football on defensive players. If you know you're a couple years away, there's no reason paying the highest defensive player in the league, uh, especially when he's just sort of entering out of his prime. Anyway, me and MIT and Matt Damon <laughs> uh, agree. But the Bears on the other half of that transaction, that wasn't the worst transaction. No, they just said that the Oakland transaction, Oakland trading. That doesn't make the Bears thing the sure, worst. Sure, sure. Right? Yeah. But there's some value yeah. for the Bears. They got a generational like, talent. They yeah. entered the playoffs when yeah. they otherwise they wouldn't have. Hosted a playoff game. Right? Absolutely. So, mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, there's this. MIT, though, Jeffrey. The, MIT, yeah, right? Like that, yeah. And again, when you went. And I, I never received more backlash in all 49 episodes of our show than people making fun of me about that Khalil Mack tirade I went on saying John Gruden's going to be right. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. But MIT agrees with me, and that's way better than Humber. Well, you hey, <laughs> if, you, if you flip that, you know, Herschel Walker style, turn those two firsts into exactly. like five, second, and thirds or something, you know, even more than that. Then yeah. There you go. Well, we will find out. But as a defensive player in this league, it is hard to win games. On the offense, not so much. Also, in the new league, with the crazy TV money, primetime games all the time, there's sort of a new truth emerging in most major sports. You don't say. I do say. And I will say in this week's... Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. The truth of the week, folks is that winning isn't everything. I know. Weird to hear, especially for me, where I preach to you all the time that if, you, if it's not going to help you win, who cares? Okay? Now, as a, you know, a show that promotes gambling and sports gambling, 
Winning is everything. It's all that we do really care about. However, if you own a sports franchise in North America or even across the world, winning isn't actually everything. Only one team wins the championship every year. There's 31 other teams in the league that just lose. They lose the championship. They don't win it. So you got to ask yourself, in some cases, how are you losing? Because if you're not named the New England Patriots, you're probably not going to win, at least in the past 10 years and for the next foreseeable future. Now, you might win, but you probably won't. That's just the way it works. There's a 1 in 32 chance of winning winning the whole thing. So how do you lose? What type of team are you? Kyler Murray to the Arizona Cardinals is an absolute no-brainer. I mean, they got the coach who wants him. They got, they were on primetime probably the least last year. Just the automatic Thursday game. They're the automatic no-one-gives-a-shit game because that's the Arizona Cardinals. That's just who they are. And have you ever seen the, foot, the, the, the movie, the football movie, Draft Day, with Kevin Costner? Some of the movie was a bit ridiculous, but some of it wasn't. They had a little, he had a little meeting with the owner, general manager Kevin Costner does. And the owner said, I want you to make a splash. Sure, this might not happen in real life, a little owner meeting at the amusement park that he, that he owns. Um, <laughs> I want all my picks back and David fucking Putney because <laughs> I feel like it. Great movie. Great movie, horrible, re- unrealistic traits. But the point is that you got, sometimes you actually have just to make a splash. And if that splash doesn't take away from your chances of winning... As in, it's like, yeah, we could win by keeping Josh Rosen and drafting a defensive player, or we could win by trading Rosen and drafting Murray, you know? We can't necessarily project the future, but let's just say it was 50-50 if you were projecting the future. The owner and that whole organization should draft Kyler Murray in today's NFL because you're probably not going to win with either of them. You might, but it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, sure, you want to win the championship. Watch the Dallas Cowboys, okay? If you are not going to win the championship, you better be relevant and relevant with some superstars or else you're nothing. You're the Titans. You're the Cardinals. You're the San Diego Padres. You are irrelevant. But the Padres went out and like, you know what? We're not going to win the World Series. Yeah, I mean, if we do, that's great. We'll be happy about it. But... It's like, it's like in Moneyball when he's like, guys, we have to stop thinking like we're the Yankees. We're not, okay? The Padres realized, hey, we're not the Dodgers. We're not the Yankees. We're going to lose. Let's get a superstar that's Latino in our heavily Latino area and fill some seats and get on TV more because we got the $300 million man. New York traded the biggest worldwide star in New York City in the middle of his prime. Again, as Voice of God pointed out earlier, for to save, what, $20 million? To sign Golden Tate that nobody in New York cares about? Look, if Eli's your quarterback, you're not going to be good. If you got a rookie quarterback next year, you're probably not going to be good. Keep Odell Beckham. Stay on primetime. Keep the franchise value going higher. At some point, just because of the hype that has been built up with Kyler Murray. And if the owner looks at Kingsbury and is like, hey, do you think you can succeed with this guy? And Kingsbury's like, yeah. 
And the general manager of the Cardinals is like, well, we, you know, we still could go with this other plan. Owner puts his foot down. Hey, they did a focus group on, you know, the entire sports world. 97% of people want to watch the Arizona Cardinals next year if we draft them. That same 97%, 97% said they won't give a shit about us if we don't. We're taking them. If you own a sports franchise, winning is not everything. It's not. The New York Giants kind of have forgotten that. Or dropped a fucking quarterback. I don't get it. But the Odell trade, they lost something there. They missed something there. And uh, whatever money they're saving or landing calls, they didn't get enough draft picks to do some sort of Herschel Walker-like draft haul. They got one extra pick that they might use, right? They might not use, but they just traded the biggest star in New York, and they're getting nothing back for them but disappointment and a whole bunch of crying kids. Winning isn't everything. It is, but it isn't. Same, same, but different. There you go. And by the way, no baseball player is worth $400 or $300 million. That's the whole point. We just want, it's turned into an Instagram superstar league, which helps create revenue, puts people in the seats, gets you on primetime. A couple notes about your truth here, Jeffrey. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the, won the championship in John Gruden's year, but they won it with no superstars. They had Brad Johnson at quarterback. Warren Sapp was a superstar. Yeah, Warren Sapp, that's defensive superstars. Did, they, did it make the Buccaneers relevant? No. Okay? The Cowboys haven't won shit in, since 1995. 1995 was their last Super Bowl. Okay? They d- Jerry tried the whole natural rebuild. Aikman and Irvin, injuries, they're done. All right, we're going to draft some young guys. We'll build them up. Jesus Christ, we're off primetime television. No one cares about the Cowboys. Remember the Quincy's? What was that? That guy's, that guy's, that guy's Quincy era? Carter. Quincy Carter, that era? He, start, he started to realize, hey... Hutchinson. Screw that. I'm signing the most crazy ass superstars I can find. I don't, as long as they're really, really good at their position, I don't care what kind of drama queens they are anymore. I'm going to sign T.O. I don't care. We're relevant again. T.O.'s got us back on primetime. You had Odell Beckham Jr. It's just like having a really sexy girlfriend, okay? Yeah, she's going to wear sexy shit to parties that you're not at. All right? If you're jealous, you're going to lose her. You might even dump her because you're. An idiot, and you're jealous, and you're insecure. That sounds like a loser. Dave Gettleman's insecure. Couldn't handle Odell Beckham in New York. New York loved him. New York loves a sexy girlfriend. They could handle it. Gettleman couldn't. Anyway, truth of the week, folks. Winning isn't everything anymore. Not if you own a team. Be relevant. Get, keep your superstars. Unless you're really going for the championship. But if you are, better fucking win it. If the Giants don't win the championship in the next seven, eight years, which on the plan that they don't have, what did you do? You became way less relevant for nothing. Arizona's drafting Kyler Murray so that people talk about Arizona again. And he also gives him, he's, I think he's the best quarterback in the draft. As Pat Mahomes and Baker are proving, the new quarterback rules and just the new style of football, size doesn't matter as much as it used to. Don't get it twisted, though, Ange. <laughs> it does. <laughs> On that chirp note, sorry, uh, I will uh, let our audience know that the Arizona Cardinals do not have a one in thirty-two chance of winning the Super Bowl right <laughs> next year. Right, Petco Park, the Padres, San Diego is amazing. 
mad Latinos. Right. Machado's going to do well there. Uh, but are the Padres winning anything in the next 50 years? No, but it's, it's good mojo. Absolutely. Mojo. Let's get and, it. And uh, New York Giants, they can afford to give up OBJ. The city makes them relevant. Sure. So they're in a unique situation where, you know, they could pass. Yeah, they're historic franchise. There you yeah, go. The... Tell them BOG. Sweet. Well, but no one's going to care about him for the next few years. I mean, unless they draft a rookie quarterback, go on some kind of overachieving run. I don't, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. They missed the boat. Kyler Murray would be picked first overall because that's what everybody wants. <laughs> and you got an insecure franchise. I'm not saying the Steelers would do it or the Pats. The Cardinals. Nobody. Heard it here first. Just like I told you months ago that he would choose football over baseball because not a lot of people care about baseball anymore. Truth of the week. There you go. Thank you. Take that pen away from me. That's why we can't have nice things. <laughs> oh, all my picks back and David fucking Putney. Uh, all right. We got a weird pick coming up from Mike on his March Madness. There's a dude with a perfect bracket still, by the way. I heard that. Yeah. I heard that. What? It's going to be toast. Maybe. Like he, he survived two, you know, the first two rounds. Yeah. But it's the yes. first one in like 19 years that survived the first I know. two that's rounds. Why, that's why Warren Buffett says every year, like, if you pick a perfect bracket, I'll give you a $1 billion. That's billion. only if you work for his company, by the way. Berkeley. Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah, there you go. I knew you'd know what it was. Look at you, eh? Yeah. Talk dirty to me, BG. Yep. yep. Little Omaha, Nebraska love. Yep. That's just, you corn just general sick fuck. That's general what, knowledge. That's what he has on his profile. Yeah. Swipe right, because I know Warren Buffett things. Yep. <laughs> uh, Gets my, every bra- time. my bracket is busted to shit, but I've been cleaning up on single games. I swung for the fences on my brackets, and they're all busted to shit, like I just said. Yep. But I've been hot on the single game. All right? I got a weird pick for you. No record. Starting the year fresh. Last one was off the Super Bowl. I owe you for that Giannis bet. Sorry, look who's talkers. If you took Team Giannis, I owe a couple of shekels to the look who's talking crew. That's coming up. A brown note. C-note. Coming. Two reds. (laughs) Uh, Weird pick. The Purdue Boilermakers. To win the South Regional. Who are they have against? Four teams left. Who they South against? Regional. Purdue Boilermakers. They play Tennessee in a pick'em, 2-3 game. And then they'll play the winner of Virginia, Oregon. The Ducks. Hope it's the Ducks. Actually, I don't know who I want it to be. But clearly that <laughs> is wide open. Plus 325. Boilermakers just trashed Villanova, the defending champs. Couple of statement games. Now they got a favorable chalk draw and i'm gonna roll with them plus 325 i'm gonna drop a c note try and get that scatabouche money back to win 325 look at it it's worth it tasty there you go folks the purdue boilermakers by the way is anything better than u.s college u.s university sports team names i love it the boilermakers yes good this just sounds like a guy who's making his belly fat the, the UC Irvine yeah. Anteaters. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we got another another weird one coming up in news that doesn't matter. The Honey Badgers, which also could be a new name for the Spice Girls because they do stuff to each other. Is Badgers a... I don't know, but Honey name? Badger just sounds kind of like lesbian-y, doesn't it? Could, yeah, well, I guess. <laughs> I bought look a at new you, candle. You, it's called look at honey you, you Honey Badger. Oh, shut up, Leslie. I'm not you, Leslie. Different Leslie. She's not a Honey Badger. All right. 
Uh, news that does not matter, but it might, especially if we find out Leslie is a honey badger. With the voice of God, Brent Waits. Thank you, thank you, Jeff. It's been it's been a while since our last episode. Really had to sift through all the amazing content that we, uh, you know, have been blessed with here. Yep. Um, starting it off with a bang here, Vince Papali, who we've talked about on the show many times. Pre Nick, pre Big Dick Nick, he was the biggest eagle of all time. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, he is he is in the news again. Um, so Vince Papali, if you don't know the story or haven't seen the movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark, um, he made headlines in 1976 when he earned a spot on the Eagles roster at the age of 30 after participating in just a tryout and no college football experience. I know I'm going to love this. So, yeah. Um, he had a son. Shut up! He has a son, and his son's name is Vinny. Shut up! And Vinny's a receiver at the University of Delaware, or Let's Delaware go. U, whatever the Real hell it is. close to downtown. Football. I want to buy a jersey. Uh, the Delaware Blue Hens. Not another possible lesbian. The blue hens. Homa Joe Flacco, baby. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's having a tryout with the Eagles. So fired up, man. Leslie, get Papali back on that jersey. Leslie totally turned me down. Oh, you didn't hear? She's a blue hen. <laughs> Not your fault, man. <laughs> well, way to go, Papali. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he played college at Delaware, so. I'm going to bet that it's not going to happen, but it, hopefully it does. It, That'd it, be great. If there's some GM up in, like with a seventh round pick who's just like, hey, let's just fucking do this. I, if you have an eighth of the heart your dad did, yeah. you'll be all right. I will not stand here and listen to you talk bad about the Atlantic 10 Conference, okay? <laughs> the Delaware Blue Hens have been holding their own for the last two decades, all right? Right. Hashtag Liberty Bowl. And Flacco went there? He did. Oh, God. Half that team will be given handies in Kissimmee, Florida by the end of next season. All right. Moving on. They'll be looking for new staff. <laughs> moving on here. Uh, the AAF, which we haven't really talked about on the show a whole lot. Uh, the Alliance of American Football yep. is alive and well-ish. Uh, they've had a couple <laughs> infusions of cash to stay afloat and sure. make payroll. But, hey, it's a work in progress and more football is more football. So I'm all for it. Um yeah, Johnny Johnny Manziel is now a quarterback there. He had his debut the other day. Um, I don't know, a couple you know decent scrambles, and I mean, yeah, hopefully, hopefully football works for him. I'm you know he seems to have matured a bit. Yep. Um, his wife seem his smoke show wife seemingly is leaving him, uh, so he needs this. Okay. Yeah. And no, who also is a big fan of the AAF is Eminem. So he angrily tweeted at them the other day. Um, the league directly and Johnny Manziel, I guess the game he was in. Um, but he's, he's got some possible rule changes that he thinks would increase revenue. Uh, so in, in all caps, I'll, you know, I'll, it was a very long tweet. So the, the last bit here, allowing players to actually fight would be the key to the league's success, success <laughs> like hockey. I would watch every game, even though there is no team in Detroit yet. Don't blow it. Sincerely Marshall. That's awesome. So that? you do not want him on your in your bad books, okay? AAF, do not fuck this up. They would have to change the helmet structure a lot because half of hockey's fighting is the ability to to get off that helmet quickly so you don't break your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, you punch one of those face masks in football once, like you know, unless you're Reggie you White, could, you could pop it off. Yeah, yeah, you, just, you know. But he uncovered some uh, a weird thought of mine for the AAF. They should have like marquee performers at half. It should be a game and a concert, like kind of 
blend, get asses in the seats, you know? I don't know. Might as well. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, uh, what I mean? You know as we talked, it, it is a good experimental league um, to try, you know, new rules, new ideas, and yeah, get some asses in the seats. I've just been I told also... by our media producer, Huck, that the AAF doesn't have the money to finance A-list celebrities. <laughs> no. Or probably B-list. Yeah, they barely were able to pay their players last week or two weeks ago. I've also been told, I think, pretty much every team's attendance beats the Chargers. Yes, which is rough. Right. Um, but, yeah, moving on, another uh, couple few quick headlines here. Pac-Man Jones, uh, he got arrested at a casino for cheating <laughs> somehow. Uh, tried to escape from the cops, and while he was trying to escape, he yelled, Suck my dick, you crackers. <laughs> so that happened. Figured we needed to you know, talk about it. Um, moving on. <laughs> Monday Night Football, um, ESPN is retiring the god-awful Boogermobile. Uh, so that weird fucking seat that he was in that awkwardly and moving along to block all of the hard, you know, working, paying vis- uh, yeah. fans in attendance, that's gone. Uh, so we got that look to look forward to. And ESPN is also aggressively pursuing the sheriff himself, Mr. Peyton Manning, to uh, jump up into the box. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, Which I would thought, be amazing. I thought Romo was fishing for that 10 mil in the Monday night box. But, hey, maybe. Well, he is fishing for, for 10 mil. But, um, yeah, Peyton is, Peyton's name, you know, it would be amazing. Like, yeah, that's cool. You think how great Romo is with his analysis? Uh, what, about, what about an even smarter football mind? A guy who was really successful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not just Yeah, successful. who won big games. Yeah. Um, and didn't, you know, muff up any uh, holding, holding of the ball in playoff games. Um. But yeah, hopefully he wants to because I'm sure he'd kill it. You know, he's the kind of guy that whatever he's going to do, it's going to be 100. percent So I think Romo's so overvalued right now with announcing it's ridiculous, and he knows it. That's why he's going for the money now because eventually some of his calls are going to be wrong. His kind of "I drank all night" voice you're going to get kind of sick of, he, and you're going to remember three like three years from now. Tony, Ro- who's Tony Romo? You know, I love hey, it. I Don't like speak bad. Fish. I think that uh, Jim Nance will cough over a million of his own money to keep Romo in the booth so he can keep up that boyhood crush. Weird, Mike. I think him. you could sit next to Jim Nance and, and be pretty damn good. You know what? Fucking right I would Don't be. Don't you I, disrespect Romo, I meant okay? that as an example that anybody would be good next to Jim Nance. But yeah, you, you'd be better no, than average. Yeah. He has killed it. Look at Witten, okay? The guy with no broadcasting experience yeah. is the best. Yeah, well, one's a quarterback, one's a big, dumb tight end. Witten returned. Yep. That's kind of news that doesn't matter, right? Well, yeah. yeah. It didn't even we'll make see. it. I'm glad. No. I think, I think it got to Witten. He spent, I bet, his entire life without really one person ever saying anything bad about him. Ever. He was a rock star tight end in college. Gets drafted to the Dallas fucking Cowboys. Just as a good old boy, you know, puts up Hall of Fame tight end numbers. They never... Win the whole thing, but that's not really a tight end's fault. He gets some Monday Night Football. Everything's great. He got the job over Kurt Warner. Everything's great. Boom. Week one hits. Wow, that was bad. He's never had to turn off social media before. Everybody loves him. It's like Kevin Durant. We saw with the Warriors, man. These guys that have been told their entire lives because they're alpha, superstar, all pro athletes don't like criticism. And... Sure, why not go win a ring? Because in all this, Gronk is the best ever debate. You know whose name never came up once? <laughs> win. Exactly. Because he's not. He he's knows. Like, but You he, did pretty good for he, a long time. He wants to like, change that. Yeah. No, he's like the Mike Gartner 
for all you hockey fans out there of tight ends. Score 20 goals every year, and you, you, you were all right, you know? <laughs> like, anywho, moving on. Um, as much as things change, a lot of the times they stay the same. Indeed. Um, for, such is the case for Mr. Phil Rivers, um, who couldn't pull out of a driveway or on time for anything. Um, as we've talked on the show before, they announced the their ninth child, and it's been born. It's a girl. Hey. Little Anna. Number um, nine for Phil. Nine children. So yeah. with the wife and himself, they now are a large enough crew to field an NFL offense. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. But not a CFL offense. No, but I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if this I'm not sure if this was real, but Cam Newton, I, this was real. Cam Newton came out and said he's uh, giving up sex for a month just to, you know, like maybe because he watched Seinfeld and he saw what it did for Costanza. I think he later clarified coming. Oh, so, really? So it's not going to be edging. Just orgasming? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Maybe Cam gave up sex for Lent like the movie 40 Days and 40 Nights starring former heartthrob. Josh Hartnett. But, oh, but the point okay. is, is that I saw some comment that apparently Philip Rivers made on a radio station talking about Cam New- Newton's planned abstinence and where Philip Rivers said, a month? I can barely go an hour. <laughs> and I was like, did he really say that? Like, I don't think he did. But if he did, anyway, nine kids. Yeah. Jesus Christ. All the same lady. So, you know, he's not in Antonio Cromartie no. territory. Who can't even name his kids. No. No. They're Don't the, start the party the without Anthony Cromartie. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right. Uh, thank you for the news that doesn't matter. For all you look who's talkers back home, we hope you're informed with news that does and does not matter. Remember, the Purdue Boilermakers, those are the guys filling their bellies and making them bigger. Boilermakers. How about they're going to squeeze that South region? Yeah, I'll watch out. that right now. Quack, quack, quack. Watch out for the ducks. Here's another to tell you right now. That Gronk Monster Energy drink got weird Mike buzzing. Yep. Is that what this monster drank before every game? Not sure. Not sure. A lot of sodium. I would say definitely not. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> he takes a paycheck. And, yeah. yeah. All right, peace. Yeah, he's, yeah, you got nutritionists. Um... Little shout out, uh, The Dawn Wall. Amazing movie on Netflix. Check it out. It's about rock climbing. It's way about way more than rock climbing. Honestly, couldn't shout out a movie more. Super dope. Fucking awesome. Um, yeah, MIT agrees with me. And uh, Robert Kraft, give the guy a break. He's 80 years old. If I'm 80, I'm going to do anything I fucking want. Uh, Huck, do you have anything to add for Shut the Huck Up? No, I'm good, man. You guys have talked enough this week. How old are you really? I'm 27. <laughs> 27-year-old huckster. Let's get him to Kissimmee, Florida. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's give him a good old craft handy. It's better than the craft dinner. Woo! Um, anyway, remember to follow us on Instagram, at Who's Talking, and keep the share and keep loving. And in case you forgot, the most important thing you probably learned from this episode is two of the Spice Girls went down on each other, and it wasn't sporty. Amen, brother. <laughs> we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Woo! Thank you.